Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles related to becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estbrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim. Hey, Paul, do you remember when it was popular to talk about setting goals and objectives? Sure do, and I remember we used to debate which came first, a goal or an objective. Right, the big debate was between educators and sports enthusiasts. We educators used to state the overall big picture was the goal, such as memorize Psalm 23, while objectives were the short-range, specific, measurable steps towards that goal, such as go to bed each night having memorized one more verse from Psalm 23. And sports people would say the overall big picture objective is to win the game, while each goal scored is a measurable step toward that objective. It was a continual debate. For years, I remember you and I would set personal goals and objectives. One year, I decided my goal was to work on the fruit of the Spirit, as found in Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I remember you and I divided them into three sets of three. The first three, love, joy, peace, was our relationship to God. The second three, peace, patience, and kindness, affected our relationship to other people. And the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, revealed Christ's accomplished work in ourselves or more accurately, his ongoing work in us. All these characteristics are ultimately integrated into all our relationships. The finished work of Christ is to have reproduced his image in our lives. At that time, the fruit of the Spirit would be fully evident. So I decided to work on the goal of developing the fruit of the Spirit. Like a very pious husband, I went to my wife Rita to see what she thought of my goal. As you know, Paul, Rita is a gentle-natured person. But early on, she discovered that my pre-Christian temperament included character qualities somewhat in opposition to gentleness. She would voice her concerns and tell me what bothered her. But if there was no change, she would pray and ask God to change me to become the kind of biblical husband she wanted me to be. One day, I made one of those dumb husband comments to Rita. I rather magnanimously asked her, Rita, if I were to change one thing in my character to please you, what would you like me to change? I probably expected to hear, Oh, Jim, dear, I love you just the way you are. (laughs) Not so. She sprang to the offer. There is one character quality I'd like you to work on. Oh, really? Yes, it's mentioned numerous times in the Bible. First, Galatians 5, listed as an evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. James 3, listed as part of wisdom. First, Corinthians 13, as evidence of love. And Colossians 3, as proof we are one of God's chosen people. I looked up the passages and found each one talked about the desired character quality she wanted in her husband. Gentleness. I knew that the Holy Spirit had some work to do in my life. The more I examined scripture, the more I discovered I am not alone as a man needing to work on being gentle. For example, 
The Apostle Peter, before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, came into the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus, just as the soldiers arrested Jesus. Peter was determined to protect Jesus from the soldiers. He pulled out his sword and took a swing at the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Not exactly a gentle response. But think about it, men. There is only one way you can swing a sword and cut off a man's ear. You are aiming to cut off his head. And the man ducks. Peter was not exactly gentle at that moment. James and John, two of our Lord's favorite disciples, also struggled with ungodly behavior. When these two brothers came to the region of Samaria, before they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they wanted permission to call down fire from heaven and charbroil all Samaritans for refusing to worship Jesus as the Messiah. Not a gentle response. Notice that the same John, who wanted to roast Samaritans when he became filled with the Holy Spirit, became known as the disciple of love, a disciple of gentleness. Jesus had to teach his disciples to learn from him, for he described himself as gentle and humble. Dr. Jim shared with me that he's had contact with men in a variety of life roles. Many shared concerns, fears, frustrations, and challenges at accepting the common changes imposed by aging and the confusing changes within one's culture. Some felt so exhausted by the changes, they just wanted everything to stop and return to normal. Most, if not all, of men's life roles are learned from other males who become their model. It is his and my belief that the most significant male role model for any man is Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God. We also believe that the Bible teaches principles a man might apply in fulfilling his primary life roles. That's what makes men alive. This is a good time to remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. At the end of the program, we'll share how and where you can ask your pressing questions to Dr. Jim. Where do we find principles in Scripture, Jim, for how to be conformed to the image of Christ in the area of gentleness? Let's begin with Galatians 5.22. When God states something in Scripture once, that is significant. If he repeats something twice, that is important. But if he says it three times, then wow, sit up and pay attention. There are not many verses that repeat concepts that many times. So let's note that gentleness is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness is therefore not something I can create or conjure up on my own. It is not a natural, endowed character quality. It is produced by the Holy Spirit. And one of the evidence that the Holy Spirit is living in me and filling me and controlling me is not my manifestation of some spiritual gift, but rather the evidence of these nine character qualities in my life, including gentleness. Anger is a natural response of a man. The spirit-filled response is gentleness. Now, let's move to James 3.17 and how gentleness relates to wisdom. Verse 13 says, Who is a wise man who is endued with knowledge? 
As humans, we tend to look at a man with higher education and say, he has knowledge. He went to seminary. He has a degree, so he must have knowledge. Or university, so he must have knowledge. But notice how knowledge and wisdom are evidenced by the wise man showing his knowledge out of a good character or conversation with meekness of wisdom. Wisdom that is earthly will be sensual, devilish, and create confusion in every evil work. But wisdom from above is gentle. It will be easy to be approached, or as the King James Version says, easy to be entreated. The wise man will be approachable and will not show partiality. Can you go near a man who is angry? No, you do not want to go near that person as he will not be approachable. Now we look at 1 Timothy 3.1 where he lists the character qualities of an elder. The elder must not be a striker, the angry man who fights physically. He will be patient and gentle. Then 2 Timothy 2.24 says, The servant of the Lord must not strive or fight, but be gentle unto all men, able to teach all men. This is for all men who want to be a servant of the Lord. So men, how do we move from knowledge to application? I am not sure how churches handle biblical application across Africa. But let me suggest that Christians in North America are suffering from what I will call spiritual dyspepsia or indigestion from listening and listening but never applying. If you look at a map of Israel, you will see that there are two seas, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee has fresh water flowing in the north end and fresh water flowing out the south end. And there is life in the Sea of Galilee. It is healthy and fresh and alive. The Dead Sea receives water from the north end of the Jordan River. It just receives and receives and receives. But there is no exit at the south end, and the salty deposits collected kill the fish and the life in the water. Sometimes I feel like this is a problem in my life. I hear and I hear and I hear. I read and I read and I read, and I know what I need to do, but do I apply it? Gentleness is one of the key qualities of our Lord Jesus Christ that he wants us to acquire and apply. It's a quality of the fruit of the Spirit. It's an evidence of spiritual wisdom. It's a necessity to be a spiritual leader. And it is part of one's relationships as a servant of the Lord. Today, in the English language, with confusion over gender roles, there are over 70 pronouns to describe what we used to call ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said, Learn of me, for I am gentle and humble. Somehow I think the goal of Scripture continues clearly that we are to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. How? By becoming a gentle man. The Bible says we must not strive, but be gentle with all men. In meekness, we instruct those who oppose themselves so that God will bring them to repentance and acknowledge the truth. Men, let's examine our homes as fathers. Are we showing our daughters a model of a gentle father? 
So when they date men, they will have a biblical role model in their father of how a gentle man should behave. Are we showing our sons how to treat women made in the image of God with the character qualities of the fruit of the Spirit as a gentleman? And are we dwelling with our wife according to knowledge, giving honor to her as the weaker or more valuable vessel, as a gentleman? So our prayers are not hindered, 2 Peter 3.7. That is our goal for those who set goals, and that is our objective for those who set objectives. Become a gentle man. Thanks, Jim. There you have it, men. God wants you to be a gentle man. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. The email address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive conform to the image of Jesus Christ.